0: Welcome once again to More with the Raymonds on AM 700 Delight. I'm Les Moore with my co host, Troy Owen Pohal. Troy, it is freezing cold. How are you dealing with that? <laughs> it <laughs> is your secret staying warm? You can't, you, can you hear my teeth chattering?
1: It, it's cold. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Manitoba and I, and I remember the cold days where you'd wear the windsock uh, up to your nose and the toque down to your eyebrow. And, and uh, that's a day like this, or that's like this week that we've had. How are you handling it?
0: You know, well, you know what? I, I don't even know if I'm really handling it all that well. I am. Uh, <laughs> double layering my yeah. head for example <laughs> like I, I have a full face mask that I wear and yeah. I'm noticing that that's not even sufficient so I take my tuke and put that over top of it yes. or I have to wear some kind of hood uh, my my um, my normal gloves are not sufficient so I'm having to wear like more thermal gloves like you have to go to the extreme and it's mostly because of the wind
1: yeah I guess with wind chill on uh, what was it Friday I heard it was like minus 32 minus mm. 33 with wind chill in the morning come on give me a break
0: uh, Troy on today's more with the rainbow This is going to be mainly a great interview that you had with a special guest. Can you tell us what we're in for today?
1: Yeah, Kelsey Wind and I uh, got together to chat about The Walk. It is a a ministry that's focused right here in Calgary on reaching those people that are caught in sex trafficking uh, in its different forms as it comes here in Calgary. Uh, I learned a lot. It's really eye-opening, and I'm excited to uh, be able to present that here on More with the Raymonds. So grateful that Kelsey could uh, volunteer her time to come be a partner and share what they're doing.
0: Excellent. That's coming up after this break here on AM700 The Light. This is More with the Raymonds. Stay tuned. Welcome back
1: to more with the Raymonds. Troy Owen Pahal on mic number one, and a special guest that I have in studio today is Kelsey Wind. Welcome in, Kelsey. Hi. Are you a Calgarian? I am. Does that mean that you are used to what we're experiencing here with this frigid weather?
2: Uh, no, I was made for the tropics. You made for the, yes, <laughs> made for the tropics.
1: But you are a Calgarian. Yeah. So you just don't like this. No. Okay, fair enough. Scraping windows.
2: No, I
1: have a garage. Uh, see, my wife and I were looking into getting a house here very, very soon, and so it will no longer be my reality. At least, I <laughs> guess if I park outside or go over to a friend's house, then I may have to scrape windows, anyways. But yeah. uh, having been from Manitoba, I certainly understand the cold. And uh, But this was very reminiscent of what my childhood was like in Winnipeg mm-hmm. when we get to this minus 30 with wind chill and all that craziness. Uh, but the reality is, for, for some people, they don't have a garage, they don't have a house at all. Uh, so there are those less fortunate uh, in our city than ourselves. But there is a particular group of of people that you've seen fit by way of ministry to reach out to. Can you tell us about what you've gotten involved in?
2: Yeah. So I'm a part of a, a grassroots ministry here in Calgary called The Walk. And we reach out to the men and women involved in the sex trade in Calgary.
1: Hmm. And when did that begin for you?
2: Uh, That started uh, almost, yeah, basically four years ago. Um, I had a real heart for um, injustice, and um, God just really put it on my heart, Um, the men and women involved in sex trafficking and um, those in our city involved in prostitution and that um, he loves them and and he wants us to, to show his love.
1: Hmm. Uh, what was your personal experience that got you involved in that in the first place? Like, how did you? What visible? You said that when you saw men and women, where did you start seeing this this problem?
2: Yeah, I was with a, a missions organization in Australia at the time, uh, about five or six years ago, um, we were down in the red light districts there. And um, yeah, I just saw women on the streets selling their bodies, being controlled mm-hmm. by pimps and things like that. And uh, it just broke my heart. And I just knew I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. God. Like I don't have any personal experience myself in this kind of trade, Uh, but God was just calling me. It was just something that would not leave my heart. Um, And I knew that I needed to do something about it.
1: Hmm. So then you came back to Calgary and you started to do something about it Mm -hmm. Uh, and you found, where did the walk come into the picture?
2: Yeah, so the walk started uh, four years ago, uh, four and a half years ago now, um, by one of our friends, and she um, she also had a heart for sex trafficking, and, and uh, it started basically, we were out at a stampede, or she was out at a stampede uh, outreach, um, and mm. uh, she wasn't really satisfied with the outreach that they were doing, like it was just something totally unrelated, and and uh, she um, asked the Lord, like, God, like, I just, this isn't what I want to do, and, and God told her, well, what do you want to do, you know, and um, our friend said, I want to start a prayer walk around the city for for women involved in sex trafficking and Hmm. in the sex trade. And uh, that's what I want to do. I want to make a difference. And God was like, then do it. And Hmm. so the next week when they were going out uh, to the Stampede for Stampede Outreach, um, our friend said, hey, guys, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to prayer walk around some of the strolls. Who's with me? And 20 people showed up. And that's basically how it got started.
1: You said stroll. What is that? Yeah,
2: stroll. So basically, those are uh, main streets in the city uh, where women are uh, selling their body or being forced to sell their body.
1: Okay, so that's the term for where uh, a prostitute might uh, might yep. be. Yeah. So how did you find these areas? Like that.
2: Like yeah. for me, like as an
1: outsider, like I, I, I don't see this. Like it's yeah. it's something that uh, I think is hidden
2: and it isn't hidden at the same time but Mm -hmm. that's uh, it's yeah it's actually very rampant in Calgary you just need to know what to look for Um, but the strolls Mm -hmm. typically in Calgary so are uh, downtown near 15th 13th and 14th um, as well as Forest Lawn Uh, but that's kind of only one portion of the sex trade um, in the city so you have things like massage parlors um, escort Mm -hmm. agencies strip clubs um, Mm -hmm. porn is also another avenue that sex trafficking happens in as well but we right now are just targeting Strolls and massage parlors,
1: so Kelsey, at one point, you were not a uh, an outreach leader. Uh, you were new to the walk, like you said you'd been been married uh, for a very short time period. What was your very first walk experience like?
2: Yeah, my first experience was um it, it was shocking uh, in some ways because I've lived in Calgary my whole life, you know, and then you see this whole other side of it. So the first time I ever saw a girl get into a car um, <laughs> here in downtown, you know, it um, it honestly it just burst my bubble. I didn't know how to really process it at first. I was like, holy smokes, like this is real, you know, and many of these women are not here by choice, uh, <laughs> which was the other thing that really stuck with me um, and it yeah, it broke my heart
1: How many new people do you guys see on a a monthly basis that want to be a part of this?
2: Yeah, it kind of varies. Um, We've seen anywhere from, you know, 20 extra new people come out to to as little as five. But regardless, our volunteer base has basically exploded over the last Mm. four years. So if ever we need anything, uh, we always have a a massive volunteer base who is willing to kind of pour into us with, you know, whether it be donations, prayer, encouragement, uh, gifts for the girls, that kind of stuff.
1: Well, That is Kelsey Wind with The Walk here in Calgary that is uh, serving and loving on those that are in uh, sex trafficking within our own city. Uh, that's uh, good to know how the heck this all got started and uh, for you here in Calgary and for those that you guys are serving and reaching in the name of Christ. That's really cool. On the other side of this break, we're going to be discussing uh, The Walks themselves. Uh, that's coming up on the other side of this break on more with the Raymond's. Welcome back to More with the Raymonds. I am Troy Owen-Pahal. Less more will be joining us later in the program. and uh, But right now, I've got Kelsey Wynn with me, who's from The Walk. She is a uh, team lead. And Kelsey, you've got, uh, I'm sure, a plethora of stories and experiences. Because mm-hmm. you said that you guys go out uh, monthly or even sometimes twice a month? Yeah. That's been going on for the last three years? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Okay, quick math says that's 48, maybe if there's two a month, maybe 60 times that you've been out. Uh, that's a lot of walking. Mm. You guys actually walk, correct? Yeah. And pray. Yeah. Have you established some type of relationship with some of the gals that you see? Because you've seen them a lot.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's this one lady, we won't use her name right now, but yeah. um, we've known her for the last like three or so years. She's amazing. Um, And, yeah, so basically, you know, when we first started hanging out with her a little bit and getting to know her, um, it was always very much um, very – she would hold back a lot on us, mm. and, and that's to be expected. I mean, we're out walking in the middle of the night, and handing right. out gifts. It sounds kind of weird, yeah. you know, uh, but, oh, she's lovely. And so after about, you know, two or three months of saying hello, you know, she would start to open up to us, and by the time three years goes by, you know, she's telling us stories about her kids and her grandkids and giving us hugs even though there's, you know, clients driving past, she would stop on purpose and have, like, 20-minute conversations with us. Mm. It was just such a beautiful thing, and we've been able to pray for her, and she knows that we're Christians and so it was just such a privilege and such an honor to be a part of her story, even though, you know, she didn't know the Lord yet, but she could feel the presence of Jesus with us. And so mm. it was just such an honor uh, to, to be a part of her journey.
1: How did she get involved with that?
2: Yeah, she's been on the streets since she was 15. She is now in her late 50s, you know, so a lot of these ladies, um, unfortunately, it starts with abuse in the home. Um, Whether they're being abused by a family member um, or they're raped at some point and they never get healing for that, um, oftentimes it'll just kind of escalate into this downward cycle very slowly until they're like, oh, hey, well, this keeps being taken from me. My purity keeps being stolen from me. So why not get paid for it? You know, that is a very typical Hmm. story that we hear. Um, and then often that will spiral into addiction or um, PTSD and issues like that where the girls just kind of get locked into it or even a poverty as well. Of They can make the most money the fastest and provide for their kids if they just sell themselves. Um, and so they, they get trapped into things like this very easily.
1: How many women are involved in this uh, in this industry within Calgary?
2: Oh, uh, numbers are know? rough. Like, yeah, of I course say, they would be. Like the last I heard from a police officer just a few weeks ago was around 3,000, but that's only those who have come forward.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah,
2: in Calgary alone.
1: How, not that it even matters, but what does that compare like to other cities? Do you know?
2: Um, well, we're not a port city, so a port city would be somewhere like Toronto or okay. Vancouver. Okay. You know, somewhere like a big hub. Yeah. But- Um, the girls will go where the money is. So because Ah. Calgary is an oil city, you will find a lot more girls coming here and migrating from different cities and places like that just to work in Calgary.
1: I would imagine there's some criminal organization or some criminal activity that's tethered to this. Um, So this is high risk. Absolutely. Uh, For a lot of things. Um, Have you seen some some tragedy? I mean, obviously, this is tragic as a whole, Um, but specific tragedy with people that you have encountered?
2: Absolutely. Yep. No, we've known girls that have taken their lives, you know, uh, because the pressure is just too much. Or again, the drug addiction that can't get help for Mm. Um, a lot of them are single moms, you know, and they can't make ends meet. And so they sell their body. But along with that comes all this extra stuff of abuse, you know, from clients, uh, you know, gang rapes, all this kind of stuff. It's really ugly, you know, and um, a lot of the girls just um, can't to get the help they need and also the resources they need in time um, to, to either provide for their family to get the mental health. Um, yeah, they, a lot of them just don't feel loved either. They don't have that support around them of family and friends to lift them up out of this to encourage them that they are worth more.
1: Obviously, this is a risky endeavor for the gals that are doing it. And, and, and they're not involved with it because it's the best thing they could think of doing with their lives, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what's the reality for you guys that are that are stepping into that world? Because obviously, if, if they're unsafe, and, and you're stepping into their space, is there some risk there, too?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, we go with the heart of the hope of Jesus. Honestly, without him, there is no hope to get any of these girls out of there. Hmm. You know, um, he is the only reason that we are able to move forward in love, not just towards the women, but also towards the men that buy and sell the girls. God loves the guys too. And we have strategies to reach out to the men uh, where we've seen guys basically pull over on the side of the road, just bawling and sobbing and wanting prayer because they felt so touched and they know what they're doing is wrong, Uh, but they've got Hmm. voids in their life that they're trying to fill with sex. So God shows up in crazy radical ways. It's just us stepping out in faith and love and saying, okay, God, here we are. Use us. You know, and he does. He shows up.
1: How is it that you guys engage with the
2: Johns? We use a strategy through a letter that was written um, about four years ago from one of our teammates. Um, And basically the letter, it just has stats about sex trafficking, what it is, and why many of these women are not here by choice. And that uh, God has more for these men than what they're choosing right now. And so the first letter— That's in the letter? Yeah, in the letter. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So the first time we actually ever handed out a letter, uh, what happened was um, oftentimes when we're out on the streets, the Johns driving around think that we are women who are working, so they will pull over for us. Wow! Yeah, it's such favor from God. Um, And so one of the teammates handed this guy a letter, and he uh, took it and drove away once he realized we weren't working girls. And uh, about a couple minutes later, he came back around uh, to the teammate who handed it to him, and uh, he's like, I want to talk to the girl who gave me this letter. (laughs) And she was like, oh, no, Like, am I going to get punched in the face? Like, (laughs) what? gonna happen and uh he was like i want to thank you because you're right you know and he just started sobbing like what was written in the letter just touched his heart because god was just convicting his spirit and he just mentioned he's like yeah i've got problems in my marriage like i just need help like i don't even know why i'm out here and so the team actually welcomed him out of his car in the pouring rain and he just received prayer right then and there and then um yeah he did not come back for the rest of the night
1: that's incredible. Yeah, is that sad. is that the exception or?
2: Yeah, that is definitely rarer. Often, when we hand out the letters, the yeah. guys will read them and not come back. Um, rarely will they ever come back and approach us because there's just so much shame behind what they're doing. Hmm. You know, so we really um, have a heart for the men. We want them to come out and engage with us and, and get a touch from Jesus.
1: Who is the average client?
2: Middle class men, really? Yeah, with you know, good jobs, fathers, you know. That's generally the typical demographic we see. Wow. Yeah.
1: That surprised. Did that surprise you the first, like, when a you started bit. to see this?
2: Yeah. What was your expectation? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure what to expect. Like, okay. I've seen a lot of different things. But, yeah, that is typically what we see.
1: So there's another side to this whole equation, too. And and that is the men or women involved that handle yep. uh, these gals that are workers and you would have interactions with them, too. I, I would imagine they're not that keen on you meeting with I don't know. Maybe they are.
2: Yeah. yeah. We've had uh, one or two responses. Like um, This was like two years ago during stampede time. We were able to actually give a pimp one of these letters that we hand out wow. to the Johns, and we'd never done that before, so we huh. weren't quite sure what to expect. But he did take the letter, and he read it right there in his car. Uh, we didn't have a single response, but... You know, he also didn't act out in aggression towards us. So we thank God for that. You know, yeah. um, God will use anything if you are willing uh, to just be obedient to his calling to, to go out and love.
1: So with the gals that you see on a regular basis, they have uh, someone who is observing them as a worker yeah. um, on the street. What are your interactions like with these guys that see you on a regular basis?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, often it's um like... It kind of depends. Like on the strolls, there will be some girls that do have pimps and some girls that don't. Some girls are independent. More often, though, in the massage parlors, we will see um, guys um, or madams that are out on the street or inside that are uh, basically in charge of running the facility um, and in charge of protecting the girls or controlling them as well. So...
1: Okay, so that side of uh, of this uh, of the sex industry that is here in Calgary will be uh, something that you guys are stepping into, and something that you're more directly involved with now, right, Kelsey? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, the massage parlors and and the more what I would think is the less uh, visible side of things. I am Troy Owen Pahal. Less Moore will be joining us later in the program. This is more at the Raymonds on AM seven hundred the light. Welcome back to More with the Raymonds on AM 700 The Light. I'm Troy Owen-Pahal, and Les Moore will be joining us a little later in the program. Keon Raymond is in Vancouver watching uh, Keon Jr. play an all-star football game, which is pretty cool. We'll hear about that next week, I am sure, in more detail. In the meantime, we're going to be hearing uh, a little bit more from Kelsey Wind, uh, who is with The Walk here in Calgary. Now, your husband Mike is a part of this too, correct? Yep. And what the heck is Mike doing with all of this? How does he fit into the organization?
2: Yeah, Mike does a great job. We love when men come out. So as men, like they, one not only serve as like protecting some of the women on the team, but ah, for the on women, your team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But for the women who we reach out to, you know, for them to see a man who's actually going to give something instead of take something, it rocks the world. Wow! You know, So it really impacts the women when they see a healthy marriage as well, because that's not something that a lot of them are exposed to or have even seen in their own lives. So we get mm. really excited when men come out and are a part of what God is doing on the streets.
1: What's your ratio of men to women? Like who is most often involved in your organization? Yeah.
2: Surprisingly enough, we actually have, usually have more men than women that come out. That is yeah, surprising. It is. Huh. So awesome. So, and and
1: these people are connecting through friends of friends, I guess? Yeah, it's a
2: lot of word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, we do have, um, uh, like, again, an email and stuff like that. But we are getting known a little bit more through some of the churches in Calgary. So just word gets around and people find us.
1: So share with us your contact details. If someone's sitting at home saying, well, this is interesting, like either as a church or, or as a small group or something that might want to get involved, how can they get a hold of you guys?
2: Yeah. So just go onto our website and send us an email. So our, our uh, website is thewalkyyc.com.
1: Just previously, we talked a little. You talked a little bit about madams and uh, and a different part of the trafficking industry, and that is massage parlors. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume that's often those neon signs you see at eleven p.m. or one a.m. Generally. that are like, "Why the heck is there a massage parlor <laughs> open right now?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's it's not a legitimate business, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are rampant in Calgary. Um, we have around 50-plus that we know of, you know, and those are the ones that are listed. Generally, what we see is mostly Southeast Asian massage parlors. Okay. Um, so that can also be a little bit more of a cultural thing. Uh, but basically, it's, again, it's, uh, without getting to too much detail, it's uh, nude massages from girls, um, this kind of thing, where gentlemen will come in and, and basically receive sexual favors right. uh, for a fee.
1: How is that orchestrated? And then how do you guys step into that stream or into that world?
2: Mm-hmm. So we have a strategy of, of break, basically bringing gifts as icebreakers to conversations. So we go back again uh, once a month to these places to be okay. a breath of fresh air. Hmm. And so we, we come in with gifts and we say, hello, like we're here in the neighborhood. Know gifts, would you like some? And from there, it just gets conversations going. And it's often very low and slow relationship building to build up that trust with the ladies. Um, one, because they are heavily watched and two um, it, it sounds weird because who just comes in with gifts like <laughs> you know playing the naive Christian works very well for us so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah good Yeah, good yeah so uh, this happened about a year ago we were um, it was Valentine's Day and we brought in this massive bouquet of roses for the girls and this one place I just love they're just so sweet um, we walk in and and the madam who we know quite well who we have a lot of favor with she she's never done this before but she yelled down the halls like our church friends are here our church friends are here everybody <laughs> and we're like oh she announced us and, really? and she invited us to sit on the couch too which never happens and so we were sitting there just kind of waiting for some of the ladies uh. to come out and uh, as we were waiting there was three separate Johns that had all Come out uh, one after the other, and they all just kind of like looked around, just oh you're the church friends, huh? And we're like, yeah, do you want some chocolate? Like, <laughs> you know, and we wow. don't need to do any convicting because we know that the Holy Spirit is already doing that for us. All we need to do is step out and love and mm. God will take care of the rest, mm. you know? So I love when you just step out and you say, Jesus, here I am, use me. And God's like, okay, here, I know you only have some chocolate and some flowers, but I'm going to use it. So yeah. let's do this thing. And
1: that's that's obviously not a typical interaction. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you think
1: that these gals are seeing or observing from yourselves?
2: I hope and I pray that it's just genuine love. Honestly, like that's at the end of the day, we just want to be a part of their journey, a part of their story. We want to show them Jesus, and in the hopes too of giving them the courage to seek out resources to get out. We know that these places they are in are very dark, and um, there's a lot of stuff that goes down there. And we want these girls to have freedom.
1: What would be your hope in in ten years for the walk? Where are you guys headed?
2: We have a dream of a cafe. Actually, a cafe slash resource center where, uh, you know, whether it's girls from the massage parlors or the strolls can come, get resources, get coffee and do wow. their nails, build relationships, have a safe place to go just to be themselves. You know, uh, we want to be able to network with agencies around the city to pull this off because we're only one small part of it. But we know there's lots of other people in Calgary who have this same dream. And it could be a place like like a safe haven for the girls to just be themselves and, and to, to be loved.
1: That's so cool, by the way. That's awesome. What birthed that vision? Where did you see a need for that?
2: Uh, When I was in Australia, actually, um, in one of the red light districts, I was working with a ministry who had just a tiny little cafe right in the center of the red light district and girls would just flock to this place. And it just rocked me. I was like, God, this is amazing, but you can do so much more even with Hmm. this tiny little thing, you know? And ever since then, God has just been birthing dreams in my heart of having something like this in our city because I know the need is so great.
1: So, Kelsey, there's, uh, you mentioned earlier that, that you give gifts. Where do those gifts come from that yeah. you guys offer? Cause that's yeah. not free. No
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly, we are solely donation based, so anything we get, we give to the girls, and mm. so what we are really in need of is like nice makeup and you know perfume samples, nail polish. Mm-hmm. the girls love flowers that is always a hit, um, little purses, things like that, um, just gifts to make them feel special, and they don't they don't have to be anything elaborate, just something that just says, "Hey, like we're here, we value you, you are loved
1: so if there was maybe a flower shop owner that wanted to <laughs> You can't see Kelsey's eyes light up as I say that, <laughs> but apparently that's something that she would appreciate yep. and that the gals would appreciate too. Um, what type of quantity do you guys need in order to use this for your purposes on, on a monthly basis? Is it 10 items? Is it 50 yeah. items?
2: So it, roughly like each little care package, we would need about 50 care packages a month.
1: So it's no small feat? No. No. And where have you been finding those currently? Just private donors?
2: We put the need out there, like on our website or our Facebook, and people just give, which we're so grateful for the Lord's provision, but we are expanding, so we need a greater provision to be provided. So we're just trusting in the Lord to, to bring what we need to reach out.
1: So as Kelsey and Mike and uh, Danielle Ziprick and uh, the team that leads the walk is in uh, being the hands and feet of Christ in our city to the people um, that God has placed on their hearts, Uh Sounds to me like uh, we can play a part in that. And uh, so I want to encourage uh, us as listeners, myself included, to support this ministry. Go to uh, thewalkyyc.com and there will be uh, avenues to contact The Walk as well as uh, those lists of things that they could use. If you know someone who may be interested in in engaging with this ministry, send them to thewalkyyc.com. And as Kelsey Wind and I continue to enjoy the warmth of the studio... Regardless of the cold that is outside, uh, we hope that you're enjoying your weekend. And thank you for joining us here on More at the Raymonds. On the other side of this break, Christmas is a reality and it's just around the corner. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our own Christmases, what we have going on, as well as uh, what the reality is for a lot of the gals uh, that are sex traffic workers uh, and the the challenges that they face uh, on More at the Raymonds on AM 700 The Light. Welcome back to more with the Raymonds on AM seven hundred. The light. Troy Owen Paul, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Keon Raymond is off in uh, Vancouver, which is a little closer to where Kelsey. I understand your parents now live in Creston, BC, mm-hmm. but you grew up in Calgary, and then they moved out to Creston. They did. When well, we all make poor decisions. Yeah, I no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you and you've got a new a new little guy at home. Yep. You and Mike. Yep. Congratulations, because he's six months. Six months. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. So first Christmas. Yep. For everybody, yep. as a new thing yep. as a mom, as a dad and a new little guy. Not that he'll have any idea what's happening <laughs> other than maybe some new smelling stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, new smells around the house. Uh, so are you in town for Christmas?
2: Uh, no, we're actually going to my parents in you BC. Are. Yep. You
1: are. Very yep. nice. Uh, siblings? Do you have siblings?
2: Yeah, I've got three other siblings.
1: Three? Yep. Are you the oldest? Second oldest. Second yep. oldest. So there's two middle children in that yep. family. Yep. Do you guys play out the middle child dynamic at all?
2: No. I, I didn't milk that one very well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I met myself as a youngest. It was always like, whatever, come home later. Uh, like, didn't know. Have... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the response from my sister. Oh, you don't know the work <laughs> I did or the stuff I went through. It's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. Oh, well. Anyways, uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm here in Calgary um, with my family. We actually have some grandparents coming into town. Awesome. Um, my sister's coming in from Kelowna. So there's doing... I think a bunch of people do the border swap, right? Mm-hmm. Between BC and, and Alberta yep. for, for Christmas. Uh, but for, for people in Calgary here that you work with through your ministry, I'm sure Christmas looks very different.
2: Yeah, it kind of depends, especially with the economy, the way it is right now. Christmas is a really lonely time for both the girls and, you know, the guys out there buying the girls. So you will find guys that are going going out for those holiday specials, you know, that they're advertised as um, to try and fill the gap, you know, of the loneliness that they're feeling inside. Um, So, yeah, I would say, yeah, there definitely are peak times where the industry is booming. And I would say Christmas is probably maybe one of those times.
1: Is there anything special that you do?
2: Yeah, this year, actually, we've launched um, our campaign called Pack a Purse. And so we've never done anything like this before. Okay. Basically, we're just asking, like, if people would like to donate, that they donate a gently used purse and they pack it full of nice things like makeup for the girls and perfume and um, like a beautiful, encouraging note, Mm. gift cards, things like that. Things that are just a little bit extra special for this time of year because nobody wants to work at Christmas, you know, and um, people need to know that they're loved and that God loves them. And this is a very proud practical way in which we can do that. What kind of response
1: do you hope to see from the ladies that you bless with these gifts?
2: We hope that they're excited. Like, we really pray that God would just soften their heart, you know, with the Christmas spirit the way it is, just that, yeah, God would just come and there would just be that extra grace to have Hmm. deeper conversation with the ladies and just extra joy. You know, that's one thing that we've seen God do is bring contagious joy into places of such darkness. And Hmm. we are just excited. We just want more of that.
1: Hmm. And so for people that are listening that may want to engage with this, uh, what are they going to be a part of? Is is there a distribution night as well that you guys are going to do where you're going to go out and give these? Is that kind of more of a private piece of, of the, yeah. the pack of purse? Or, I yeah. mean, it's the first year, so I guess you guys are kind yeah, of figuring so things out too. We'll
2: go out like on our, our normal nights that we go. So Christmas is a little different because, again, we're not going to have our late night outreach uh, on the last of the month because most right. of are gone. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go out twice this month, um, just to different locations of the city where we're hitting massage Colors and strolls, and we'll bring the pack of purses. So we've received a massive amount right now, um, but we know after Christmas uh, we will probably be pretty scarce for donations. So okay. we will totally be receiving more pack of purses. If anybody's like, oh, that sounds so cool. Don't worry about missing the deadline. We'll take anything we can get, honestly.
1: Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, too, even with the massage parlors, those gifts are something that you use yeah. on a regular basis, so it's not like they're going to go to waste, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. The TheWalkYYC.com, if you want to get involved with this, uh, Kelsey and her team would be super grateful, obviously, mm-hmm. to uh, to receive those and then to to be part of distributing them. From your heart, what has this meant to you as an individual, um, being part of this for the last four years? How has God reached you through this?
2: Yeah, God has just, honestly, He's just changed my world. Like, I, I'm so grateful, not only for everything I have, but I feel so honored to be able to partake in these women's stories. Mm-hmm. And I am actually blown away about how many women I've known personally in my own life um, that have come forward Sharing with me that they used to be in the sex trade or they dabbled in it here and there, and how common it is, wow. and that we have a responsibility as Christians um, to love and to reach out. You know, whether it's single moms, whether it's to students who are just trying to pay off, you know, student loans, whatever. It is wow. rampant, and people need to understand that this is um, something that is not okay. Like we need to open our eyes and actually do something about it because people are people, and it's not this big, scary, intimidating type of outreach. Like. Honestly, you're just going on loving another human being. That's all it is.
1: In terms of your own life or, or in your relationships with your friends, um, how has that transformed how, how you interact with people?
2: Yeah, I think I have a lot more grace (laughs) for people. Um, But too, like, I I really have a heart to inspire people to do more. Like, what are the passions that God has put on your heart already? What are the giftings you already are naturally gifted with? God has given those things to you on purpose for you to use. Hmm. So it's your responsibility to use them and to ask God, okay, God, where do I fit? Where have you called me? And do something with it.
1: Yeah, there's the the parable of the talents, of course. Uh, The question from the master is, what have you done with what Mm -hmm. I've given you? And uh, yeah, I agree. That is our responsibility, and it's something not to be taken lightly. But the amazing thing, I I think, is our reward in the joy that we receive, uh, the life that is given when we... Don't just bury it under a rock, but when we are a light on a hill. Thank you so much for coming in today, Kelsey, and Thank sharing you. about The Walk. Uh, again, that's uh, Kelsey Wind and her husband, Mike, that are a part of The Walk here in Calgary. And Danielle Ziprick is, uh, I guess you guys are, are leading that together? or Yeah. So if you want to get involved, the thewalkyyc.com. Get involved with Pack a Purse here for this year and and make a difference uh, within our city because um, there's a lot of need out there. And I'm glad that you could uh, join us today on More with the Raymonds to hear from Kelsey and hear about uh, the walk. Kelsey, if you could leave people with a thought. Uh, in t- we always give somebody the last word here on More with the Raymonds. And it is just that, the last word. I didn't, And we never give anyone any notice uh, either <laughs> as to uh, having the opportunity to, to share a word. Maybe it's something on your heart. It uh, can be specific to anything you want it to be specific to. So you have the last word.
2: Sure, yeah. Yeah, guys, God loves you and he's got an incredible plan for you. So just have courage and just step out in whatever that is because it's going to be amazing.
1: Thanks for joining us on More with the Raymonds on AM700 The Light. I am Troy Owen-Pahal and Les Moore. Keon Raymond will be back next week. We thank you for joining us. Have a great weekend.